What is your 2020 vision? And you may say, we are at the end of the year. What kind of Bible study is this? It's exactly that. What is your 2020 vision? Let's, let's have Bible study. I'm glad you're here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that in the name of Jesus, you would speak to our hearts through your word, by your spirit, and that you would encourage us as we're getting ready to step into the next year. But before we do, God, that you would stir our hearts about what our 2020 vision is. In Jesus' name, amen. So there was an incompetent counterfeiter who spent all day making his funny money. So at the end of the day, he realizes he spent all his time making $15 bills. It's like, bummer. So he figures that the only way he's going to get anything from this batch of money is to find a place where the people aren't too bright and change his phony money for real cash. So he travels to a real small town, deep in the woods, right? And walks into this small kind of mom and pop grocery store and he goes up to the old gentleman behind the counter and he said, Hey man, you got change for 15? And the old man says, well, son, I sure do. How would you like that? An eight and a seven or two sixes and a three? (laughs) You know, one thing that we realize is that things change. And that's not phony. That's things change in 2020. And I'd like to redirect and kind of bring you back. And, And some of you may be listening to this, came to church on January 12th of this year. That's before we are having outdoor drive-up services. It was before the big change of COVID, right? So during January 12th, 2020, I preached on a Sunday morning a message entitled, 2020, Lord Willing. And I preach from this verse of scripture, James chapter 4 and verse 15, for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, We shall live and do this or that. When I preached that message, everything seemed, you know, kind of normal. It was the beginning of the year. But I I know that God dealt with my heart. I didn't know what was coming. But we know now something was coming, wasn't it? So uh, in January 12th, 2020 in America, everything was kind of humming along. And people were forecasting what was going on. But the Lord laid on my heart. You know what? The the message was, uh, and it was related to the metaphor, when you order a coffee, sometimes a question will be asked. Would you like to leave room for cream? And the, the kind of the crux of the message was, if you don't make room for divine interruptions, you can stay mad and frustrated and confused at God. See, life does not always go the way we planned. Well, little did we know. January 12th, 2020, this thing called COVID, it was headed our way from Wuhan, China. It's not called COVID-20, is it? It's called COVID-19 because it actually started last year in 2019. And there are things going on, I would like to say, right now. And we won't even see the impact of them, good or bad, until next year. But that verse of scripture, for you ought to say, if the Lord will, We shall live and do this or that. 
So before, what's your 2020 vision? I want to look back at this message really quickly and kind of go over what the Lord laid on my heart in the beginning of the year. You see, God knew what was going to happen. Nothing surprises him, but we didn't. There was a man in uh, James chapter 4, or a type of man, he planned without God. The Bible shows us God's a planner. Now, we're exhorted to plan. We just need to leave room for cream, room for God, room for his direction, room for his starts and his stops. So in James chapter 4, verse 13, it says, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. The person in James chapter 4, verse 13, is an expert in the planning department. Have you ever met those people? So what's the program? Well, today or tomorrow. Where's the place? Such a city. What about the period? One year. Maybe it was 2020 for you and me. What's the purpose? Well, to buy and to sell, to do business. Business has been going on a long time before Amazon offer up. Uh, there are people that are experts, have been experts in business. Have you ever, I, I was in Egypt as a, as, a, as a younger man, and we were there as uh, tourists. And when you would go, you would buy this, they sold this oil near the pyramids, and it was a perfume, but it was oil-based instead of alcohol-based. And it's about as big as your pinky. A little, uh, it had a roller ball to put it on, but it smelled like all the main perfumes and colognes. Well, they'd bring you in and they'd feed you in this like tent or something. I don't remember where we were, but they were experts at doing business. What, they'd put you at ease, they'd feed you. People have been doing business a long, long, long time. So this man had a purpose, and then the last, he had a profit. He was going to get gain. The reason that we go into business, the reason that we uh, go to work, we want to profit, right? We don't trade uh, something for the same thing. That means we don't make anything. So the man had a program. He had a place. He had a period, a purpose, and a profit. And his planning wasn't wrong. It was that God seems to be left out of his plan. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. The Bible says that we ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. We need to leave room for God. And I hope you have in 2020. And if, if you need to start right now, start putting a plan in for God. God's a planner. You know, things change. God doesn't change. He changes not. But yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same. But people change. You ever heard that one about uh, the change of pickup lines? You meet someone you like. You want to have a closer relationship. And it's not wrong to have a boyfriend or girlfriend. God says that design is that you get married before you get physical. In your 20s, when you're 20 years old and in those years, those young years, here's the pickup line. If I, going up and I want to start a relationship with someone, you say something impressive, right? So here's the, when you're in your 20s. I have an original 1965 Ford Mustang. Ooh, impressive. When you're in your 40s, it might change a little. You walk up to someone, you say, I have an original Picasso pretty impressive. 
I don't have either one of those. Okay. When you're in your 60s, the pickup line changes. I have my original hips. <laughs> you see, well, what we need to do is, though, things change, but we need to know God doesn't change. God is a planner. We need to put God in our plans. You know that God uh, planned out salvation before he even made the world? Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb. Listen, slain from the foundation of the world. In Genesis chapter 3, after Adam and Eve had sinned in the Garden of Eden, God meted out some judgments, some consequences to the woman, to the man, and to the serpent. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Now, women don't have seed. Women have eggs, right? Unless you're born of a virgin. You see, that seed was known as her seed. It didn't come from Adam's, uh, it didn't come from uh, Adam's uh, heirs through Adam. It came through the Lord from heaven. And then it said of this seed, it shall bruise thy head. Pow! And thou, serpent, shall bruise his heel. Jesus would be crucified. All of this was set up in Genesis, right? Because it was set up before the foundation of the world. God's a planner. Get with God's plan. He knows how things are going to work out in the future. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18 to 20. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your father's but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. You see, God was foreordained. His son was foreordained to come and die on the cross. That precious blood was foreordained to be shed for the remission of sins that are past. But the Bible said, but was made manifest in these last times. Who? For us. God has a plan. God has had a plan. And God wants us to be in his plan. And the third thing I preached was leaving room for God in our plan. This is my plan, we should say, if the Lord wills. It gives God the chance to be the superintendent and overseer uh, to say this or that. And then I believe that like God knew this, God knew what was coming this year, and God had me preach that message on January 12th. Well, God knew what was coming, but you see, we're coming to the end of 2020. Well, what's our 2020 vision? And you know, it's interesting. 2020 is just a number, isn't it? So it's 2021, 2022, 2023. But it's what we do with that vision this year that's going to make a difference what we do with our vision next year. So I'd like to ask a few questions. Good leaders ask great questions John Maxwell said, and I read that in a church meeting, this kind of a leadership expert, John Maxwell, shared 
Seven questions to ask people so you can continue to grow as a leader. First one, what is the greatest thing you have ever learned in life? Good question. Number two, what are you learning now? Number three, how has failure changed your life? Number four, who do you know that I should know? Number five, what should I read? Number six, what have you done that I should do? And number seven, how can I add value to you? I'm a veteran myself and I remember asking uh, some questions to veterans. And I did this instead of saying the kind of very common, and it's not wrong, it's good. When someone sees a veteran or finds out someone's a veteran, they'll say, thank you for your service. That's good. But I really believe asking the right question is more important than getting the right answer. And so if you want to continue to do that, I think that there's benefit in saying thank you for your service, thank you to veteran, but I've taken to changing that. And over the period of maybe the last few years, I'll find someone's a veteran. If I have a little time, I'll say two things. I'll say, what is the greatest lesson you learned? And what's the hardest thing or the most difficult thing you faced when you served our country? See, I can benefit from their answers. Asking the right question is more important than getting the right answer. So what is your 2020 vision? That's a question. And this Bible study was really to get you to that place that in the beginning of this year, God said that, hey, through the the preaching of his word, that we need to have room for him. If the Lord will, we're going to do this or that. 2020, Lord willing. Well, it's the end of 2020, but what is our 2020 vision this year? I'm not talking about looking back, but I want to ask three questions. The first one. What have you learned this year? And I'm talking about important things. Let me tell you what I've learned. Things change, right? Routines can alter on you. As a pastor, we're very excited about going and knocking on people's doors and inviting them to church. And we did that for January. We did that for February. Maybe for part of March. And then COVID-19 hit the States. Well, we have lots of services. My friend uh, who's a preacher and a revivalist, and a, he called up and we were going to set up to have a revival, I think, in July. And he might have called me in March or February. So we're, we had a great time last year and we were setting that up. That didn't happen either, did it? Routines can change. We have a church building that we pay for, but we don't use it that much. Things can change. Routines change. What were, what are the th- some of the things that maybe you learned this year? What are the, some of the important things? Maybe you realized how important family was or how important it's going to be to be in church because I need that closeness when this thing blows over and it will pass. Give it some time. It'll pass. What have you learned this year on your 2020 vision? It's a good question. One of the things I I read in the word of God, there was a blind man. He sought Jesus to touch him in Mark chapter 8. And so Jesus took him out of the town and then touched him. And it said, uh, he asked him if he saw aught. You know, Jesus is a good question asker. And Jesus asked blind Bartimaeus, what will that I should do unto? What What will thou that I should do unto you? What do you want me to do? 
He asked that woman who uh, was caught in the act of, adultery, act of adultery, he said, woman, where are thine accusers? Jesus asked questions because he wants us to say the answers. We can discover things when good questions are asked. When he said, Adam, where art thou? It wasn't for Adam to answer God. God already knew. It was for Adam to say, oh, I'm over here. And then Adam thinking, why am I hiding from God? You see, good questions expose good things for us. So he touched this man and he asked him if he saw aught. What do you see? Mark chapter 8 and verse 24. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. Verse 25. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up. And he was restored and saw every man clearly. Maybe you learned this year that you need another touch from God. Maybe you learned this year that it was important to get Jesus to give us the right perspective, if you please. Second question. So what have you learned this year in 2020? And the second one is, what are you going to keep doing? What are you going to keep You know, some of the lessons we've learned, what are we going to keep from 2020? Some of the things you may not have been able to keep. You may not have been able to go to the gym or even to church or uh, a certain restaurant that you like as much as you like. Maybe you weren't able to go to that concert with a gathering of people. But what are you going to keep? This this year, I've, I've spent a lot of time Uh, reading God's word. I read through the Bible four times. And I'm not saying that to boast or anything, but I kind of, there was another minister named George Mueller that did it maybe uh, over a hundred years ago. And I thought, wow, but he did it every year. And I'd never done it before. So I was like, that's kind of a interesting goal. And so that was something I think I'm going to keep. Maybe not, I don't know if I'm going to do it four times next year, but spending time, see when I wake up pretty early, I spend time with the Word of God almost every day. And then after I spend time in the Word of God, I like to, I go for a walk almost every day. And I listen to something, usually a Christian song. And why do you do that? Well, because I want to get God's Word in my heart and God's joy in my heart first thing in the morning. See, I've learned things about God. You see, we didn't know what was going to happen in 2020, right? It's a crazy year. But I found out that seeking God and reading his word and getting his joy are not wasted time. Psalms 119 and verse 100, the psalmist said, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. You see, it's not knowing the will of God. It's not knowing the, 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 the dynamics of salvation. It's being obedient to the word of God. It gives you a wisdom, a perspective that's more than the ancients, than the old folks that have been around the block, than the old folks that have seen this before. You understand more than that when you keep God's word. Psalm 119 verse 100. I like to preach a, a, a message titled The Speed of Obedience. God was dealing with my heart about that. Well, we'll see. Check this podcast Thursday if you see it there. And the third question. So the second question is, what are you going to keep doing? What are you going to keep? And it's your choice. What are you going to keep? The third thing is, what are you going to change? You ever have your password compromised? One person said, I changed all my passwords to Kenny. 
Now all I have is Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Going through tough times is unprofitable unless we change. If we keep doing the same thing and expect a different result, we all know that's insanity. But things change. They cause us to change. Turning points can come in our life. They can be a real blessing. Tough times can really give us a gift. I remember 36 or so years ago. So I was, must have gotten sick at the same time I ate a bunch of this chocolate called Toblerone. And we were in Finland. And uh, it's this triangular looking it's a chocolate that comes in a triangular shaped kind of box. It's really awesome, awesome chocolate, right? And I'd eaten a bunch of it and got really sick. The chocolate didn't make me sick. The flu probably made me sick. Something did, but I blamed it on the chocolate, right? And so that happened almost 40 years ago, 36 years ago. I still don't have a desire for Toblerone. I think I might have tried it just for like psychological value to, to, to see that I could eat it if I wanted to. But there's no desire. Why? I associated Toblerone, even though it's not what made me sick, just to use this as an example, but as something that could have made me sick. I didn't want it anymore. Now, if something that you found out in 2020, something kind of fell apart or something didn't work. Say my finances were not set up for 2020. They only worked when I got a paycheck every week and I missed some paychecks. Maybe you want to change that. Or, or the things that I did for my health, I wasn't practicing good things. Maybe you want to change that. You know, tough times can be a real turning point if we allow them to change or produce a change in us. So this year, we didn't have regular church services when uh, we have a smaller location and people are kind of touching and all the kids are touching each other, you know, during the children's church and and uh, so I said, well, we could have a drive-up church outside and we could set all our stuff up outside and broadcast to everybody who was coming through. We can do that in Florida. We changed. We changed. And uh, we started a podcast. We changed. And you're listening to some of the change now. So what do we do next year? Well, we're going to change what we need to. We're going to allow God to be the administrator, the superintendent of our lives. And we're going to go forward in him. Why? Because the whole goal of being a Christian is like Paul said in Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. So that I might finish my course with joy. I want to finish the race. Uh, I'll leave you with this. So those three questions again. What's your 2020 vision? What have you learned this year? What are you going to keep doing? And what are you going to change? What did you change this year? I'd like to close John chapter 20, verse 20. Just like 2020 vision. The gospel of John chapter 20, verse 20. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. And truly, I believe, when you see that Jesus has risen from the dead, you can take great joy when you have an understanding and a true reality of the risen Christ as the Lord of your life. And God bless you is our prayer. What's your 2020 vision? Part two next week. God bless you.